Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Hey, good morning. Hey, it's great to see you all here uh, and your beautiful faces. It's great to be here, and I just want to say thank you for being here. And then for you that are uh, live and online, hey, thank you for being a part of this worship service. I just want to uh, just begin by celebrating my 87-year-old dad, Neil Adams. Hey, yeah, he's... uh, 87, come on, that's worth a hand. And you know, I love my dad for many, many reasons. And uh, one of the reasons is that he's really a guy of prayer. And he's taught me a lot about just prayer life. When my girls were little, Christy and Melissa, and they growing up, they all saw Papa praying. And when they got to about teenage years, they used to bring their friends over to my dad and have them tell them all their prayer requests. I mean, he, 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 they would tell them stuff about their lives, their families, their boyfriends. You know, it was like really, it was really beautiful. My dad would pray and often, you know, they would get a good answer. They would get the, an answer and they'd come back to Papa Neil and just thank him. They loved my dad and just his, his prayer life. And I, and I love that about him. You know, recently uh, we've been having him over for dinner a lot, and and he came late one night, you know, and he came in. He was a little sheepish when he first came in, but he told me told me his reason why he was late. He said, "John, I was praying through my prayer list, list, and I just got caught up with the Lord." Now that I told him, "Hey, Dad, anytime you get caught up with the Lord in prayer, you can be late." So it's a good excuse. And so it was just a beautiful thing just to see my dad and just his life and prayer life. So thanks, dad, so much for you. And um, and you know what? We all have different feelings maybe about our dad. Some of you guys are here and you're struggling with your dad. Or others of you here in this church, you've lost dads. And that's hard, you know, that's not easy. And so you could be all in different places where you are with your dad. But here is what we can know is we have a heavenly father who will never fail us. Don't we? He is that kind of father that we can trust and rely in. And so today we're going to look at this scripture as we continue our study about God and the attributes of God. We're looking at a, one of those beautiful, amazing attributes of the Father each week as we walk through the entire letter of 1 John. So we're going to look at 1 John chapter 2 and beginning in verse number 7. And this is a rather long passage, so really let's focus in and hear what God has to say to us this morning, beginning in verse number seven. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and him, in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates 
His brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. And I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. This is God's holy, reliable, inerrant word. We trust him and his great word. Amen. And so today, we're going to see from this passage that the Father never stops changing you. The Father's love never stops changing you. And there's three ways in this passage we're going to look at how his love actually changes you and me. And the first thing is, is that it changes the way that you love. In verses 7 through 11, we see this. You see, John is tenderly addressing the Christ followers in Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. And he uses this word beginning with beloved. There's no more tender word in Scripture than this word. And remember that John was a man who wasn't likely to use this kind of word, gang. He was the apostle who was like, he was competitive. He was proud. He was trying to get his right seat in heaven, right? And he was transformed by the power of God's love through Jesus Christ. And he became known as the apostle of love. We saw last week, Tim, in his excellent sermon that the father cares for his children by warning and instructing us not to sin and obey God. And you see here he's saying the father's love is not a new commandment, but an old commandment. And then he goes on to say then that the old commandment is really a new commandment. Well, what's going on here? What is it? Which is it really? Well, it's both. Because we see in Scripture, he says in verse 7, that the word, that, it is the word that you have heard. Here John is saying, you've heard this over and over again, especially for the Jewish Christians. They were well familiar with the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, they heard over and over about God and his fatherly love. One example is Isaiah 54, verse 10, where it says, For the mountains may depart and the hills may be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. 
And then he goes on to say, the Father's love is actually a new commandment. And how did John learn this new commandment? Well, he learned this new commandment through Jesus and by being with Jesus. And Jesus taught this in John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. You see, Jesus was born to ultimately die. And last week, ta Tim taught us about that word propitiation. Remember that word? Remember one of, the, uh, one of uh, a child that he asked him, you know, what, is it, what do you think the word propitiation means? And he said this to him. He said, I think it's a really bad disease that you don't want to catch. And, but that's not what it is. Propitiation is a beautiful word that talks about God's wrath that is poor. He pours out instead of on us. He pours it out on Jesus so that we aren't punished for our sins. And this is amazing, amazing love, the ultimate act of love. And it changes the way that we love our brothers and sisters. John is teaching us that, that change has to begin with the family of God. First, when he uses the word brothers here, he means, of course, brothers and sisters. But he's talking about not just general people out there. Of course, we know we're supposed to love all people. But he's talking about the body of Christ, the family of God, and Christ followers, brothers and sisters, that we are supposed to love first. And you know... Uh, there's so many reasons why it's hard sometimes to love even in the family of God first, because we all have differences. Uh, you know, but I'm encouraged by our progress in, in, in so many ways in the family of God. Just a couple of weeks ago, uh, five men from Holy Trinity Christian Church and five men from the Vine Community Church gathered together. And here's what the picture looks like uh, after we finished our conversation, we gathered right downstairs in the Youth and Children's Center, and we had this very honest conversation about what's going on in, in, in our culture. And I want to tell you, everyone had a different opinion, or there were a lot of different opinions in the room. But when we ended our conversation, we all agreed that, that first we need to learn as brothers in Christ, to how to love one another, how to listen to one another, hear a very different opinion, and then continue to learn how to grow in relationship with one another. It was a great evening. It was a great start to a conversation. We're going to do it again soon. And so the, just I'm thankful for what God is doing. Uh, pastor Mike Adams is the pastor of Holy Trinity and and uh, he's, as you guys know, we've worshiped with him in the past, a great brother, a great friend, and a, and a wonderful pastor in this community. But you see, here's the thing is, is verse 8 teaches us that the Father's love is true in Christ. Christ alone is the one who has perfectly lived out his life, keeping all of God's commandments and loving everyone perfectly. And it goes on in verse 8 to say that it is also true in us. Isn't that amazing? 
I mean, to think about that it's not just true in Jesus, but because we're in relationship with Jesus, he more and more changes us by his love to love others. You see, the, the, Jesus and his dying for us is the Father's loving us. And when we believe that this and his sacrificial work we are brought into eternal relationship with God that cannot be broken by our sin. Yes, isn't that good? Not even all of our sin can break that relationship with our great Father. And so we see that a good test of how are you living out that God's Father's love and loving our brothers is, is, as John says, he says he calls it walking in his light. Look at verse 9. And then he calls it abiding in his light in, in, in verse number 10. That, that we need to learn how to walk in his light and abide in his light to love our brothers and sisters as he changes us by his love. And, you know, and there's so many reasons why we, it's hard to do that, Right? We all have differences, differences of preference in music or in movies or in generation or in education or in skin color. You know, when you think of when verses 9 through 11 talk about hate, you normally think about, you know, detesting something, really not liking something. But this kind of hate here John's talking about is simply failing to love another person. And here's the problem. My heart can feel indifferent. Just even about, uh, you know, what's going on in our culture, what's going on with the whole issue of the, the race issues. It's hard, right? Because we can want to just go on with our life and get on and just stop the news. Let's just, let's just, let's just kind of have life as it was. But here's the problem is, we're not hearing from our brother and we're not hearing from our sister and we're not loving them if our hearts are drifting into a different indifference, apathy, or just, just any of that. that. That if you fail to love your brother, here's the hard news of what John says and it's pretty stark. He says, you're in darkness. So what we need to do is ask God to give you a renewed sense of love, of how much he loves you. And then as you know him and his love for you, you can't help but love others, love people who are even the hardest for you to love. You know, it's easy to love like often those who are closest to us. But sometimes it's really hard for us to love that person we have had a struggle with, whether it's in our family or in a friendship or just people out in the culture itself. And God has called us to love our brothers. You see, the, of those who are even the hardest for us. The Father's love never stops changing you. And secondly, we see not only does he change the way that you love, it changes the way that you live. And we see this in verses 15 through 17. You know, in the Bible, the word world has different meanings. For example, in the last 
last chapter of John's gospel, these, he wrote these three letters or epistles. He also wrote the gospel of John. And in John 21, 25, he uses the word, word world to describe a big place that contains a lot of folks. But this is not what it means here. In verses 15 through 17, the word world is used six times. And it means this, human beings in defiant rebellion against God. And this is the most frequent use of, of this word that, that John uses for world. And uh, it's even John 3.16. Can we say that together? Anyone know that? For God so loved the world. You know, and, and so the... He, here, here in John, even John 3.16, he's talking about the world that is in rebellion or defiance to God. You see, God's love exists even in face of the contrasting love of the world. And God doesn't just kindly, kindly agree with the world's love. He detests sin. And any love that competes for the desires of his children's hearts. And four ways in this passage it says that there are these contrasts between God's love and the world's love. And the first is the lust of the flesh. We see that in verses 15 through 17. The lust of the flesh is that craving for ease or luxury. And we all struggle with that, right? In this culture, in this community, whether it's vacation or it's something, a shiny new toy or whether it's... Uh, just that right job, whatever that craving is. And then he talks about the lust of the eyes. And that's seeing something and kind of wanting to possess it for our own. It's, uh, it's used kind of like in Genesis 3, 6, where there was uh, Eve saw the, the forbidden fruit and she wanted it as her own. And, and so it's that kind of sight that we that we long for. And it's like what we would call in today's culture, eye candy. And then we see the pride of life, which is a desire to outshine or outrank someone, to beat them, if you will. Or to, what's even, just even more subtle is to find our identity in something other than God. Anything that you're looking for that's trying to make you feel great or beautiful or big or happy other than God and rely on that's the pride of life and then it says finally and fourthly it, it doesn't last and you see that in verse number 17 it says and the world is passing away along with its desires you see it's not it's only temporary and we have something that is eternal with the father's love not just now, but it will last forever and ever. We can rely on God's love for us. And so today, today as we think about this, the love of the world is like that flashing light that the love of the Father is not in him, verse 15. And if you claim to know the Father's love, you and I, we will live differently. And did you think about people being changed by the Father's love and living differently? Who do you think about? You know, I think about uh, my father-in-law. We called him fondly 
Papa Devi. Some of you knew him. And, uh, you know, he was a brilliant man, an educator. He made some real advances in the middle school world. He was known for a lot of his accomplishments, but that's not what he, as Jordan said, rested in. That's not what he relied on. What he, what he looked to was the love of the Father. And by God's grace, Papa Devi made some fundamental choices throughout his life. He didn't love the world. He constantly was looking to God's love to change him. And so 1 John reminds us that how much the Father loves us and how we can be changed by that and live differently. And I love the way that it changed Papa Devi and the way that he cared for his family, the way that he loved, you know, every person he came in contact with, whether it was an influential person or someone who, who, you know, just was struggling in their life. He poured out his heart and love consistently to all people he met. And so uh, 1 John 4, 10 through 11 says this, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The father's love loves us by sending his own son to die for us and take the wrath we deserve for our sins. Have you trusted that love? Do you know Jesus? And Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord? Have you placed your trust in him? Whether you're here today in person or you're live and online today. And today would be a great day for you to simply Trust the Father's love through the work of Jesus the Son on your behalf. And if you are a Christ follower, you see, guys, you you won't drift into holiness. You won't drift into reading your Bible. You won't drift into prayer. You won't drift into fellowshipping with the body of Christ. You won't drift in coming here on Sundays for worship, whether in person or online. online. The question is, 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 you have to come by God's grace and say, God, I reject the love of the world and I want to live differently because of you, your father's love. You see, he loves you in spite of your sin, in spite of your rebellion, in spite of maybe you even feeling distant from him. You see, the Father's love never stops changing you. It changes the way that you love. Secondly, it changes the way that you live. And and finally, we see, and briefly, it changes you at all times. We see this in verses 12 through 14. John writes here to children, fathers, young men, and then he repeats himself. Why does he do that? John writes to dispel the lies of the false teachers, and his purpose in this passage is to see believers throughout their entire life continually be changed by the Father's love. 
John often calls believers my little children or dear little children. See, after he addresses believers in a general category as little children, then he goes on and specifically addresses two groups. We see that in, here in, um, as he addresses them as little children in verse 12, he, he transitions to address the two groups in verse 13 to fathers, and then also in 13 to younger men. And so when he addresses fathers, he's dressing older men and older women who have lived out in and loved God and known God, the Father's love for many years and learned to live in that love and learned to die to sin and, and live united in, in God's love and following him. And then he goes on to address the younger men and younger women and he says, some of you have had these great victories and you've had successes in the Lord, so keep it up, keep going, keep trusting in God. But you know, this is hard for us to do at all times, isn't it? So if you're older, what's the temptation? As you get older in life, I've talked to some of you and, who are older and you've told me this, that, that as you get older, you kind of get into that place of retirement age and you're thinking, I can kind of sort of coast a little bit in my Christianity. But guys, you know this to be true, that are older. You know that it's a battle till the day you know, we, we meet Christ. We must continually say to God, resisting the temptation to coast. And we, we need to reject that as a lie and live constantly rejecting the love of the world, saying, God, I need your love to change me right now right today. And so getting in his word and prayer and the disciplines and seeking his face and continuing in ministry and all these things. And so if you're younger, and I know so many of you who are younger, man, you're just, you're just overwhelmed with so many responsibilities and your life goes at such a fast pace. And it's not easy, you know, to kind of to balance all that and busyness comes into play and it's hard. It's hard to say, God, I want to just be really changed by your love today. Or I want to know your word more. I want to pray more. Or I want to, I want to learn how to love those who are hard for me to love. That might be even harder because we get busy and we're like, Phew. or we get, we maybe withdrawn a little bit. And God is saying to each one of us, young, younger or older, no, keep looking to the Father's love. Call out the lies that you might be believing and because of your sin. And trust me and my Father's love and the Father's love to change you. You see, the Father's love never stops changing you. It changes the way you live. It changes the way that you love. It changes you at all times. Are you relying on that love today? Are you trusting this Father's love? Let's pray together.
Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.